Hello, it's your humble pharaoh here, and I'm glad you can join me for this week's episode. This week we'll be talking about Amanhotep III, whose descendants are more known than he is, but he is underrated. So I'm going to give him some love and his own episode. Though I do want to apologise for the sound on the Cleopatra episode, and I hope it wasn't too brief or so much of an overview. I would like to give her another episode at some point that narrows down into one particular aspect of her life and really go into detail with that as it's you know kind of difficult to put 39 years of a person's life into 40 minutes and do it enough justice but i hope it was still good so yeah amanatep he is the the father of akhenaten who is a known controversial figure and the grandfather of Tutankhamun. But he was born in 100... No, 1411 BC. And like his grandson, he too became a child king. As after a 10 years rule, his father, Tutmosis IV, died, leaving the 12-year-old to become pharaoh. Amanhotep would lead the funeral of his father and his brother and sister who died around the same time. After the burial of Thutmosis IV, he was crowned Pharaoh Amalatep III in the capital of Memphis, which was the main capital from the Old Kingdom to the New Kingdom. And after the, his coronation, he would pay homage to the Sphinx, who was the embodiment of the sun god, which would transfer the powers of his father and his grandfather to him and confirm his authority over Egypt. He would marry Tai, who would become his almost his equal in power, and in most in temples, she would be depicted as the same size as him in a lot of examples, which was uncommon as usually the queen consort would be much smaller than the pharaoh. And in statue, she would be small by his calf, protected by his leg, which that was one depiction of the pair of them as well. So sometimes she was small. Amanhotep was a really unique pharaoh and the most successful I'd say as he maintained Egypt's status of power through diplomacy and peace and because of this Egypt's economy and architecture thrived during this period and it truly became the golden age of Egypt and because of lack of foreign invasions and um, expeditions. Um, troops were no longer needed for military campaigns and he was the first pharaoh or the first Egyptian king to employ charity to a into a separate section of the army. Um, so instead they would um, guard borders and they would police and check trade routes and trade, bo- trade borders. And the money saved from foreign campaigns went to build some of the greatest architecture of the new kingdom 
which is not a lot of it um, is surviving today, not as well as what Abu Simo Sibyl, which is Ramesses' massive temple, but um, Amanhotep's wood was actually much larger. Though the army wasn't entirely underused, as there was only one known military campaign during his reign, which was quite a quite a long reign, was with Nubia in one thousand three hundred eighty-seven BC. But that again was resolved more peacefully than what Ramesses, um, the second campaigns into Nubia, resolved. Amanhotep and his family were big cat lovers, and that may not come as a, to a, as a surprise, as they're Egyptian and they're all pretty much cat lovers. But then there was cat lovers, and then there was cat lovers, and Amanhotep and his son, his oldest son in particular, really were. He was devoted to his cat, and it was really sweet actually. So his oldest son, the Crown Prince Tutmosis, he had his cat constructed a limestone sarcophagus and his cat was called um, Tamal, which means lady cat. Yeah, and he was, had a nice little beautiful painted sarcophagus with birds on it and it was it's really pretty to look at. And that's how you should be treating your animals and your cats, you know, worshipping them. In the 27th year of Amanhotep's peaceful reign um the two lands of egypt upper and lower were really flourishing and they were at peace with each other and the temples built were as i've probably mentioned they were incredible temples but in this 27th year um amaratep's oldest son Tutmosis died which was a huge, huge loss for Egypt to lose um, a son before the parent. Where he was laid to rest is is unknown, but an unidentified teenage mum, mummy was found with Queen Tai, who's, so it's assumed that he was laid to rest with his mother. This would introduce his next heir being Amalatep, who would later change his name to Akhenaten. But unlike his oldest son, or Akhenaten's oldest brother, he would remain in the shadows, whereas Tutmosis was very much depicted with his father and mentioned with his father quite regularly. Whereas Akhenaten only, he would have no mention as with the name Amalotep IV, or anything like that until he became pharaoh himself. The whole of Egypt mourned their crown prince and joined and supported their pharaoh through this really difficult time. And the following year, Amalotep would suffer another loss with the death of his mother. But then he would build the largest statue ever built in Egypt of himself, which 
was it's estimated to have been about 70 feet which is larger than the colossal titan so massive but only the feet remain today but they're great and after constructing and building this he would move the capital to Thebes which remained the capital for a few quite a few hundred years and it was the new kingdom's main main capital at this point and it's what um Tutankhamun would then change the capital back to and even after 38 years of reigning from 12 years old Egypt was the wealthiest it ever been and experienced the most peace that it's ever known but peaceful figures don't tend to get as well remembered or as well um doesn't really capture the interest of a lot of people though i find him really really interesting but all great things come to an end and amanatep died in 1354 bc the causes aren't known so it's not known quite how he died although it's assumed that it was from a tooth abscess but he was i think he either almost reached his 50s or he passed his 50s so either just just under or he was 54 it depends on the sources that you see and he had a wonderfully grand funeral and because of all the saved expenses and all this great architecture that he built he was able to construct a wonderful tomb for himself and a sphinx for himself but unfortunately due to tomb robbing and tomb changing it was all some parts of people were found in different tombs and it it was it's a bit of a mess so it's unsure what his tomb would have really been like but assuming from his wealth and how well loved he was, all pharaohs, they, it was required that they were loved. But I think Amanatep really did connect with his people in a different way. He was quite personal, but still poised and still had that godlike presence that a pharaoh needed to have. So Amalatep the fourth would succeed his father and he would become he would become Akhenaten and end his peaceful reign of Egypt and the stability that Amalatep created and did would soon be undone. And though they shared the same name even if for a short period of time their reigns could not have been any more different. And the unity of Egypt and other nations would not continue into Akhenaten's reign. But attempts of it would be restored after the fall of Amarna, would be attempted to be restored by Tutankhamun, who seemed to have taken more from his grandfather and his advice. And had some of his artifacts in his own tomb. And perhaps based his appearance around 
around him as well. But yes, yeah, so archaeologically, um, Amalitep is a real prominent figure. And if you go into the British Museum, into the statue part, the entrance is just two massive heads of Amalitep. And then I think you, you go in and you look left and there's another massive statue of Amalitep. And then you go to the look to the right and then you see one of Ramesses who's just yeah he's great too though he did bankrupt Egypt whereas um Amanatepe he was a bit more a bit more smarter with money and because of less war was able to keep them a little bit more wealthier but yeah he achieved greatness in a very different way to how you'd assume a, a pharaoh would achieve greatness not through um lots of war but he achieved it through creating amazing pieces of architecture and having great relationships with foreign other foreign kings and there's and there's even um messages between Amalitep and the king of Babylon where they would trade gold and daughters and all that stuff and in comparison to other well-known established pharaohs it is it is unique and his face also can be quite distinctive as well even though the almond eyes is what most pharaohs would have most Egyptians would have it was the most optium um eye shape. His was slightly more narrow and it combined with a little little tiny nose and a and a smile. But the dates of his sculptures would actually be dated because of how his eye shape changed and they became more narrow and they had more lines in them. And became heavier. Which again was another unique trait for Pharaoh. To have their appearance even slightly changed. As though, as again comparing to, to Ramesses. He was, he reigned until his 90s. But his images still looked the same as when he was in his 20s. Nothing changed about his appearance. But yeah, this this would be, be undone. And though the gods, all of the gods were very important to Amanatep the Third, for some reason, for some reason, Agnaten decided to erase all of those gods and worship the sun god Atem and move the capital to Amana. This would be very unsuccessful and it would not even be completed. And it, eventually it would have been abandoned and parts of it, well, a lot of it, destroyed. And though anyone associated with Akhenaten and his bloodline were erased almost from history, Amanatep was was not. He's almost disassociated with Akhenaten in a, in a different way. And because there's no reliefs of him together or any mentions of Agnaten in Amanatep's architecture that is one way that they um, don't associate them together 
Anyway, so I really hope you enjoyed this. You can follow me on Twitter at Operafero for updates or to give feedback. I really would love to hear your guys' feedback and what you think and if there's anything that I, I got wrong or anything like that as, you know, humans and everything. And any suggestions on what other pharaohs or whatever aspects of ancient Egypt that you would like me to talk about. I, although I have loads that I want to talk about want to make sure of stuff that you want to hear as much as I do want to do the really well-known parts I definitely want to talk more about the obscure obscure ones and the pharaohs that you you know maybe don't think about as much of them maybe not as famous so I will be probably avoiding Tutankhamun and pharaohs like that for a while Though saying that, my first episode was Cleopatra, so I guess I can't really... But yeah, I can't avoid that. But yeah, just let me know what what you guys will be interested in listening to, or anyone who interests you, or any yeah any comments that you have have on this. Would love to honestly love to hear them. Anyway, thank you for joining me. I hope this wasn't. I hope this was entertaining. Thank you. Bye.